I don't know how else to tell you. This is going to be a great episode of the show. It, and of course, I, of course, I, I, I trip over my words when I say. <laughs> I'm trying. There's going to gonna be some word tripping all through this show. I <laughs> promise you. I'm. I've had the perfect amount of coffee. I'm very excited. I'm in a great mood. And that's what happens when I'm in a great mood. I start tripping over myself. I start mispronouncing words. That's why I'm tripping. Why Why? why do you be tripping, Gimlet? Um, just reasons. <laughs> reasons? Okay, there's reasons. There's, there's so much. There's so much show to to. To, to do, we, I want to jump right in. Here's some of the great topics we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about uh, the squad. We're, we're stupid if we don't talk about the squad. Uh, we're going to give a little shout out to Buzz Aldrin and the dudes uh, from the Apollo 11, 50th anniversary of that. We're going to talk about Google and how they can flip elections. We're going to be talking about the, our reaction to the Cats trailer. <laughs> uh, all the goings on at Comic-Con and who knows. Who knows what else? It's going to be a fantastic, no-holds-barred episode of The Loftus Party. And I have to tell you this, and I, I honestly don't remember if I if I spoke about him last week. It, and, and remind me if I did, uh, Gypsy, the, the Trump 2020 pouches. Yes, we talked about the Trump 2020 pouches did and how I good have... they smelled. It's amazing. I am loving these things. I want more. I want more. So they got a website up exclusively for us. Uh, Trump2020pouches.com. Put in the code uh, MAGA, M-A-G-A. These things are fantastic. I'm getting more. I got one in my car now. I got one in my closet. I got one Mm -hmm. in the bathroom. Wherever there's extra uh, moisture in the air. And I tell you, there's testimonials from – it's going to save you a fortune. If you have uh, a gun safe – if you have a gun safe, you want to make sure there's no rust on your your weapons and that your ammo's dry, put one of these in your gun safe. Completely organic. I'm sold. Made in America. A portion of each sale, I think it's a buck from each sale, goes to the Trump re-election campaign. So I don't know what else you people want. <laughs> Made in America. Completely organic. It does a great job. Guaranteed for life. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else I can do. I don't know what else I can do. Making keeping your powder dry a literal thing. (laughs) Dig it. Dig it. Keep your powder dry. Don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. Okay. So, um, hopefully, and this will air on Monday. Uh, there's, there's dates on the books. If you go to the loftusparty.com, there's dates on the books for, uh, the MAGA country comedy show. We're going to be adding more dates. Uh, I think those will be posted on Tuesday, I want to say. Uh, then I'm flying out to uh, New York uh, Tuesday night for a bunch of stuff going on on Wednesday. I'll give you an update on that. Hopefully there will be some crazy updates on that. Uh, it's so lots of wonderful things are happening. We are doing it. But I tell you what, the uh, the clampdown is in full effect. It's it's. It's hilarious to watch, and we'll, we'll just use this uh, as a little segue in, into Google. The clampdown is definitely in effect on on the Facebook and on the YouTubes and all that stuff. But I'm just going to keep, you know, shoulder to the wheel. It's what we've always done. It's what we've always done. I know they're shadow banning. I know they're dialing down stuff. I know that 
posts don't reach as many blah, 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 blah. We just keep going. We just keep going. I'm playing by the rules, and it's we just keep going. And soon there will be an alternative. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's, an, that's another super exciting thing. Let me know when you're ready to talk about that. I love that there's so many things like bubbling. You know, and, and you definitely know how this is. When yeah. you've got, because check this out, like, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like blow smoke or pat myself on the back, but there are a lot of plates spinning, mm-hmm. you know, pro- providing content for the loftestparty.com, doing the videos for that, doing videos with my buddy Judd and Bullet Points USA, trying to book these uh, comedy shows, doing Fox News stuff. You're always like, y- y- and and then my gosh, the writing, like <laughs> I totally forgot I have a big pitch meeting uh, tomorrow for a, for a TV show. So it's like it's like all these things, and it's like, uh, but that's that's the way it goes. And then you, then you stumble across something great, and then hopefully uh, somebody responds. You've got this this wonderful thing. Are you ready mm-hmm. to talk about that, or do you want to wait? I'm um, sure we did a a massive press release last week, um, and basically it is a social media platform that is going to be social media done right. It takes kind of all the perverse incentives that Twitter and Facebook like to put out there, and and we built it a little. Di- it's been built a little differently, um, but the thing about it is that the platform I'm working with, and it's called Clout Hub. You should feel free to go and create an account right now. It is just on an app for the phone, though we will have a website coming in the next couple months. And we're spelling um, we're spelling Clout Hub C L O U T H U B. Gotcha. In and the guys- app store. Yeah, yeah, and um, basically the announcement we put out is we have the best privacy policy in the business. We literally collect nothing but what we need to give you customer support. So there, there is no. We don't collect your phone serial number. We don't collect your IP address. We're not turning on location services so we can track and see where you go. And there are also no ads in the timeline. So. It's fantastic. It's yeah. fantastic. And I think that's going to be uh, ginormous. I think and people are going to want that kind of assurance that you're not collecting data and then selling it. Because mm-hmm. what's that old adage? Uh, if there is no product, you are the product. Yeah, we Isn't don't really – Yeah, we, we don't have anything – we don't have data worth selling is basically what it boils down to. Um, so, you know, yeah, we just don't collect it. And we also have the only um, – user terms in the industry that expressly protect political speech. So I am digging it and I'm expecting big, big things. Well, big, we're, big things. we've got a Twitter like timeline. Um, there will be an area that operates more like Facebook. There will be live streaming video and video channels all in one spot. So like ultimately when, when we're done, you could delete like seven apps from your phone. Mm. Mm. I like the sound of that. See, yep. this is what you get, you guys. You listen to this podcast. You're on the inside scoop. You got the inside track. Clout Hub, C L O U T H U B. So we're gonna we're gonna turn you on to Clout Hub, and then you're going to uh, keep your powder dry and everything <laughs> else you want to keep dry with your your Trump 2020 pouches. I and how much does this podcast cost? Zero dollars. Zero. It's none. Nothing. This is what you call value added. This is capitalism yeah. in a nutshell. We I'm do so this excited. for free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Now, let's get into some news, because that is the expectation. That is the expectation. A little bit of news, a little comedy flavor. Uh, the squad. The squad. And, and Trump's big. If you don't like it, you can leave it. That whole thing and how that's uh, inherently racist, I guess. And everybody's apologizing and everybody's doing X, Y, and Z. I, I'm, from the, uh, I'm from the school of thought. I didn't, I didn't find it racist at all. Well, at all, I, I, I've said on this podcast that I think Ilhan Omar is an ungrateful, terrible representative of what we do for refugee communities. My opinion has not changed, and I'm fine with the love it or leave it. We used to say that to people like Rosie O'Donnell and Barbara Streisand, who said they were moving to Canada if Trump got elected. Fine, go, love it or leave it. My uncle could not stand the sight of Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. He just could not, like, that was it. Like, that was it. And he would be like, she needs to leave. She needs to leave. So well, I guess he's a racist. How, <laughs> right? But that's just how, like, and it didn't come up all the time. It was, it was very right. rare. But when, mm-hmm. but when Jane Fonda popped up in a conversation and my uncle was around, the next thing out of his mouth was, she should leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hated her. So uh, I guess it all depends on your frame of reference. I can see people. I can see people. I see dead people uh, saying that, uh, oh, yeah, that was said to me and it's racist. and blah, blah. So I guess, you know, there's there's it depends on your point of view. But like it's here's what my advice to Republican lawmakers would be, because already right now and it's, it's just like always Trump tweets something. Trump says something. And then they go back to uh, the GOP, you know, congressmen or senators or governors or whatever, and they always don't know how to uh, respond. It's it's crazy to watch. It's crazy to watch. They haven't learned. And then you have people on MSC going, ooh, see that? See that? They Even they know it's racist. That's why it took them so long to come up with an answer, and they dodged the question. Here's my advice to, to all the GOP people. When Trump says something – uh, that you that you think, uh-oh, I don't know how to handle this. Your your fallback position should be, how is this great for America? <laughs> like, really? Right. Seriously, it's not that hard to pivot. I come from an improvisational comedy background, and rule number one is yes and. If somebody comes up to you in a scene and says, I'm Wonder Woman, you go, okay, great, Wonder Woman. I'm Superman. Here's what we're – so you just go with the flow. These mm-hmm. students need to learn how to go with the flow. When Trump says, "Hey, if you don't like America, you're feel you know feel free to leave." Go, yeah. Well, you know, it brings up a very good point. Trump is questioning, like, how can we just go, just go with it? There's no reason to hesitate. Don't think about it. Think long, play wrong. Just go. It's horrible. Well, I mean, the timing of his tweet, I. I wasn't real fond of because the Democrats were doing such a good job at that point of lighting themselves on fire. Yeah. And then, and then he kind of jumped in. Um, so that I, I think the timing of it was poor. I think the, the wording of his original tweets was poor. If he had gone out with the kind of love it or leave it language first, I, I don't think it would have turned into the thing that it did because most Americans don't see these four young ladies as people who love our country or love our history or love the things that we value. So um, the, the first string of tweets, yeah, you were just pissed and you kind of you blew that one, son. But uh, 
the commentary afterwards, I legit don't have a problem with as far as, look, if you don't like America, if you don't like what we stand for, there's hundreds of other countries you could live in. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Find and, one. And here's the other thing, like, and it was a lot of like the, 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 like the old school politicians who were, who were saying this, like the Ari Fleischers uh, and the other, you know, the old guard from the Bush days, they're going, well, you know, when, when your enemies are having a fight, don't jump in there and separate them. I, I, I understand there's, there's definitely merit to that. When your enemy I, is making a big, when your enemy is making a big mistake, don't interrupt them. Yeah. However, I just, I mean, they were lighting each other on fire. It was great. I mean, her, her chief of staff getting quote tweeted by the house Democrats and Nancy Pelosi being called a racist and like all this stuff. I mean, I was literally, I was laughing out loud because how long did you actually think it was going to be before they came for you? We've been telling you this for years. All of this intersectionality just eats itself. Well, here's what I love about it. Here's what I love about it. This mm-hmm. is like Batman uh, Returns, the Christopher Nolan one, uh, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight Rises. It's like Trump is just chaos, and it's mm-hmm. the, it's in the best way. It's it's in the best way. Yes, he interrupted a little tiff between Nancy Pelosi and the ladies. But now I think he has successfully branded the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. the party of Elon Omar, the party of Cortez. That was hilarious at oh, his yeah. rally. That at I I love this guy. I tell you what, See, they- I love. When he's like, it's too long to say. I don't have the energy to say all three names. I'm just going to call her Cortez. He's fantastic. But that's the party now. They are the face of the party. Mm-hmm. And then. So well, then- and the mainstream media did that. They mm-hmm. tripped over themselves for months highlighting these ladies. Even it's- Nancy Pelosi co- posed on the cover of Rolling Stone. This is like putting these four up as emblematic. I mean, Tom Perez says they're the future of the Democrat Party. Okay. Yeah. Let's make You're a decision communist. on that then. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. e- it's easy. It mm-hmm. is seriously a binary choice. Are you, do you want to be a communist country or do you want to enjoy freedom? That's it. And now with the latest thing is like, so now everyone's digging through. You already have the horrible tweets from e- Elon Omar. Like really mm-hmm. horrible anti-Semitic stuff. You've got, you know, AOC, let's put her under scrutiny some more for some of the horrible things that she's said and done and how she's not really interested in solving problems. And then today, I woke up to this. I'm sure you saw this on Twitter. Uh, Talib, what's her first name? Rashida. Rashida. Rashida Talib getting dragged out of that Trump rally. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, what in the world? It's fantastic. Let's put that up everywhere. It's oh, that'll be a commercial. Wonderful. That'll oh be a commercial. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah, just that little clip of her being dragged away and just getting in the camera going, yeah, crazy. Where she I'm looks sorry. Like a lunatic. Who's <laughs> looking crazy right now? That'd be you. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. It's the best. And it's like, it's what I love about it. It's like. Everyone always chases the the mainstream media's narrative, and it's always mm-hmm. reactionary, reactionary. And Trump, and he just he just does it instinctively. And yes, it's very dangerous, and it can go off the rails super fast. Mm-hmm. It's like super fast. However, I don't. I, whenever he starts a new narrative, I'm into it. And there's usually a big giant pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. A big giant pot of gold, and in this one is. The Democratic Party is the party of Cortez, Tlaib, uh, Elon Omar, 
And then uh, who's the fourth one? Uh, the fourth horseman? Ayanna Presley. Yeah. We call her nope. Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo or Shemp, one or the other. Shemp. That's a, that's a better one. Yeah. Because yeah. like, who, who is she? Like, I don't even know. Like, I she's Powell. another she's another one that unseated a Democratic rep in um, Massachusetts. So she was another one of the successful primaries. She just didn't get the same airtime as Ocasio-Cortez because Ocasio-Cortez actually knocked out a guy in the Democratic leadership. Yeah. The other guy was just, you know, a, a Democratic rep. Um, but. So she did that, but she kind of kept her mouth shut for a while. Like, she wasn't looking for the attention the same way. And then when this whole um, concentration camps and children thing came up, she became a little more visible. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, well, welcome aboard, Ringo. Welcome aboard. Well, welcome, a, welcome aboard, sweetie. But did you see their press conference? I, I, I saw bits and pieces of it. Oh, my it God. Such- What a train wreck. Well, and I tell you what, it was very, and I apologize to everybody. I I really do. I apologize to the subscribers on the YouTube channel and uh, and everything. Because my first instinct as a comedian is just to wreck them. Just to Mm -hmm. lash out and wreck them. Of course. I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play by the rules. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm. I'm being very cautious, and so my response was was quite uh, uh, what do you call it? dampened, tampered. I tampered my response. Yeah, well, it was ridiculous. It, won't the, it be nice account. when you have a platform where you won't have to do that? Yup. Yup. And yep. we don't no. we don't we don't use algorithms either. If it's popular, it just trends. Period. That's uh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> but I don't. No. I just want to know how drunk Nancy Pelosi got after watching that. That it's great. It's I know. Great. It's like Trump throws these haymakers that land. That land. It's like boom. You know, you're. She had a little problem before. How do I make nice with these four girls? How do I make nice? And how do I? And don't forget, like Nancy is crafty. She is crafty, and she will do whatever it. She'll do whatever it takes to get the votes. You look yeah. back at the way you look back at the way they did Obamacare and you had the 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 Louisiana land deal or whatever that that giant payoff to the chick from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You had another giant payoff was that Oklahoma or South Dakota or something like Nancy Maybe. she'll get it done. She'll get it done. I think so, she's kind of lost her mojo though. Well, they She's have, not as young as she used to be. And they've created a monster. They mm-hmm. created a monster. Like, oh yeah, they've been uh, playing this identity politics game for as long as I can ever remember. When mm-hmm. I was a kid, Ronald Reagan uh, was gonna be the next Hitler. Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan, oh. George W. Bush, They're Mitt all. Romney. Mitt Romney was gonna put people back in chains. Like, yeah. you guys, I'm so tired of this conversation. It's been going on my whole life. And they've been, I, and they've been, I got called a racist for opposing Obamacare. Yeah. It's like you you people have completely lost the thread. You can no longer defend your ideas. So you just hurl a nasty insult at me and think that that's going to make me shut up? No, this has been going on with me personally since 2008. Indeed. Indeed. And, and the other thing that they've been doing simultaneously is 
dancing right on the edge of being socialists. Oh, we just need more money. We just need to share. We just need to share. We need to make this fair. They've been they've been singing that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we need to share and more money, more money. The rich are bad. The rich are bad. Mm-hmm. So. So now that you've got Bernie Sanders did it to him in 2016. So now that is legit. That's your party. That's who mm-hmm. you are. That's Well, who that was you beautiful are. during 2016 too when who was it? Chris Matthews, your favorite. Um, oh yeah. When he had Debbie Wasserman Schultz on and said, "So what is the difference between being a Democrat and being a socialist?" and she couldn't answer. It was a wonderful she wonderful had moment. No answer. I and thought it that- was beautiful. So that's where we are. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. They are now legit. And there's a very famous, uh, well, relatively famous, if you follow politics, uh, of uh, Howard Stern years ago, mm-hmm. just saying they're they're communists. They're communists. If they, yeah. you know, it's there's no denying it. Uh, and it really is. It, it all boils down to what do you do? You want personal liberty? Do you want to live with dangerous freedom, or do you want to live in a secure socialist prison? That's really what it boils down to. And I mm-hmm. I always prefer dangerous liberty. Well, so I mean, it just it cracks me up. You have Kamala Harris proposing a housing bill that looks just like how they screwed up Freddie and Fannie the last time. And then everything crashed, right? Like, we've done this before. Let's not do it again. <laughs> yeah. You know? Then yeah. they pop up the SECURE Act, which basically comes for your 401ks. Like, if you really want to win suburban voters, probably not a good move. It is. Uh, it's it's unbelievable, and it's wild, and it's like they, they are completely unaware of history. E- even, like, the housing thing. Like, that, that, that literally happened, it feels like, yesterday. It feels no like it kidding. happened yesterday, and they're and, ready to do it again. And look at the... At how you, socialism fails and communism fails. Venezuela is failing in front of our very eyes. And Bernie yeah. Sanders is like, that's how we should do it. We should do it like it's Venezuela. Perfect. Oh, they come, for, they come for my retirement. I'm draining the thing and putting cash under my mattress. You can just, you can just forget about that. I'll pay the tax penalty. I'll do whatever. And I will just stick it in cash under my mattress. You will not get my retirement. That is not happening. I'm already not going to get Social Security, which I've paid into for my entire life. I am keeping what I saved. Oh, it's it's crazy. And then you'll have to move around so they can't find you. You'll need a, like a wagon. Well, when they you'll come, be like, like, you'll be Ms. a legit gypsy. Is what Ms. I'm Lennox, <laughs> Ms. Lennox, we're here to, you know, to... Settle out your your retirement plan with the Secure Act, and I'll be just like, I never, I, I don't have one. I don't yes. have one. I don't. All I like, have like literally, is literally, the day the the drink. day they pass that pile of garbage, I'm withdrawing everything. It's a everything. It's a, these are wonderful times we live in. These are wonderful mm-hmm. times we live in. Now let's uh, segue into uh, the, the latest hoax. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Of course, she's like, from my go, state. Go back to where you came from. So magically, mystically, it happened to a Georgia lawmaker. Oh, what, what is this chick? What's her, what's her actual? Um, Elaine something. I don't know. I don't claim. She's not from my district. So she says, she says she was in Publix the other day uh, and she was in uh, Erica Thomas. Erica, sorry. Erica Thomas. I don't know what her actual... She says she was in Publix and and some white racist... Some white White, racist... White racist Trump supporter. As you can tell by looking at people, Michael. 
I know. It's so great. He so she's like he and she she has this heartfelt she's crying. She's crying. Wiping her, her nose. Video. It was gross. He told her to go back and she's nine months pregnant. He told her to go back where she came from, blah blah. And so Yeah, I think the, the most wonderful region. So she goes she goes back to Publix. Yeah. To get uh to 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 do an interview with the local news. And it, this is where it gets fantastic. Because the whole time you're thinking about it, like, well, this incident must have been captured. Right. On, the, on the security camera. Uh-huh. And people have phones and blah, 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 blah. So she's out in front of Publix talking to the press about this horrible uh, white supremacist who told her to go back where she came from. And the dude shows up. <laughs> the guy shows up. And he's wow. A Democrat. He's a Democrat. And he claims to be Cuban. And this goes, it's like a Seinfeld bit. It's like a sign. Uh, seriously, if, if, if that had been, if that would have been George Costanza. It would have been – that's the only way it gets better. That's right. the only way it gets better. It was like she was mad. He had, he had, she had too many items. She had like 15 items, and it was the eight-item or less lane, and the guy was mad about it. He was mad about it. And I bet he did tell her, like, go to another lane. Why don't you go to another lane? That might have been it. There's nothing racist about that. He admits to calling her a bitch. Hilarious. Hilarious. And his but didn't Facebook- it end up being like some – argument over she had more than 12 items in the in the quick yeah. lane or something yeah oh my god and they're and the great thing about it is they're both assholes like both of them because when the guy he's talking about it and he's like it's on the security he's a, he hates trump he hates trump he's mm-hmm. a big time democrat he's claiming to be cuban <laughs> he, he's cuban like i'm cuban but whatever um, i don't know ted cruz is cuban well, you know what? I can believe that. This dude, I don't know. This is horrible. This is going to sound completely racist. The guy doesn't look like a Cuban to me. He might be a okay. Cuban descent. But like when I when I close my eyes and picture a Cuban, I don't picture this dude from Georgia. Anyway, they're both, he when he describes the inf- incident, he's like he had three items. Mm-hmm. And he looked. He goes, there was two lanes open. There were two lanes open. And he went to the 12 items or less lane and this chick and this chick was there. So then he confronted her and I'm like, dude, if there were two other lanes open, why didn't you use those open lanes? It's like he's looking for a confrontation. He went out of his way to confront her. And then, of course, she's being a, you know, she's standing her ground, uh, being little Miss Prissy. I don't care. I'm nine months pregnant. Hey, being pregnant isn't a get out of jail free card. (laughs) Right. They have they have special parking lots for pregnant women now. Yeah, they have yeah. a special part. So they're both idiots. They're both self-centered. I don't believe he told her to go back where he came from. And I love it. I I love the, the Democrat on Democrat hate crime. She's yeah. like, you did it because I'm black. And he's like, you did it because I'm Cuban. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. It's it's wonderful. And it, we need to see more of it. I want to see the actual footage from inside the Publix. I, I really want to see that. I want to see it in real time. It's so great. I right? love the hoaxes. I love them. Love them. Love them. Keep them coming. Keep them coming, lefties. I want to see more more footage of uh, Jesse Smollett in his apartment with the noose still around his neck, holding on to his Subway sandwich, as you do, as you do. When you were just fighting for your life to get away. Right. Uh, there is another great video on Twitter, if you haven't seen it. It's by Monique Worthy. She's hysterical. She's a black Trump supporter. And at the end, she's like, 
What? What? No, I don't have a MAGA hat. My my head's too big for a MAGA hat. I have a MAGA sweater. <laughs> That's hilarious. I she's funny, and she is out there. She is every bit as funny as Diamond and Silk. So okay, okay. yeah, you have to go to the the Loftus Party uh, Twitter feed, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this. It was originally posted. I don't know who. I'm I'm doing a, I'm I retweeted it, uh, but it is somebody made this this little video. It's Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, Hillary Clinton, uh, Kamala Harris, and Pocahontas, and he put their heads on these cheerleaders. Oh God! Have you seen it? Is this a carpe donctum thing? It it's like that. It's okay. Carpe, I don't it, carpe donctum didn't make it. Okay. Uh, America is red, red pilled America. I think it made it. Okay. It is. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I've watched this thing easily twenty five times. I'm looking at it right now, and just the the right. You guys were so good. I at at, at the memes and at videos like this. It's really. It's the one of the yeah, funniest things. The left I've can't ever meme. Seen. Actually, one. One of my favorites from this week, um, Mrs. Pinky Thoughts, who is one of my my fabulous and most favorite followers. Um, she did a poll. She didn't like the nickname the squad for the horribles. And um, so she put up and, and the winning was Mouseketeers, M A O, right? Ah, that's a good uh, one. So somebody actually took the four of them at their press conference and put the ears on them. <laughs> oh, I saw that. That was great. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was done by Kurt Michaels. My Kurt, very, very, very good. He's, yeah. So, yeah. oh my gosh, so check this out. You know how uh, we call Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she uh, Guevara? Uh-huh. Well, Brian Hayner, the incredibly talented comedian guitarist who's on these mega country comedy shows, coming to a town near you. Go to theloftestparty.com for all the dates and tickets and information. He wore uh, a, a she Guevara. It looks like the Che Guevara, the classic yep. shirt, but yep. it's her face on there. And so he goes on stage on Tampa wearing this thing, and mm-hmm. he's, he does really good. He has a great show. He has a great show. So we're doing the VIP uh, meet and greet, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're taking pictures. And these guys are coming up like, man, you got a lot. That was really uh, ballsy of you to wear that shirt. And he goes, no, 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 look, look, it's it's uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And you could just see the, the lights come on. Like, oh! oh! <laughs> But yeah, yeah. It's old Brian. I'm like, you're gonna, yeah. That's gonna need like uh, some lettering on it, like she um, Guevara. You're gonna be a little bit yeah. more obvious the next. Yeah, time. yeah. Let's be a little more obvious. I also like um, Chiquita Khrushchev. That's another <laughs> that's good an- one. That's another that's good one. It's uh, the, and the she social- looks she looks very different from Khrushchev. So maybe that maybe that's a new shirt he could make. Yeah, it'll yeah. help. It'll help. So, uh, holy smoke. So the public thing was hilarious. Uh, the squad is uh, the, the Democratic Party. Uh, now we come into, like, the real scary part of it. And it's, this, is, this is what I love about uh, the, the, what you're doing with, with Clout Hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's the Google of it all. I'm scrolling, oh. through, I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed the other day. And I see uh, Breitbart has tweeted something. You know, if, if you watch one video... Watch this if you so it seemed like very, you know, holy smoke. And it was a it was a piece of video from Ted Cruz talking to somebody at some 
Senate hearing. So, of course, you know, uh, I, I watched the video, and uh, I'm sure you and saw it, His name is too. Richard Epstein. I actually watched the whole hearing. So. Now, what is, what, is, uh, what is Richard Epstein's, what's his uh, title? Did Richard, he work at Google? No, 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 no. Richard Epstein is a Ph.D. in psychology. Um, he's been a, a, he's a senior research psychologist at the American Institute for Behavioral Research, and he also um, served as, in various, he served as an editor for Psychology Today and the Scientific American Mind. He got his PhD at Harvard in 1981 and has published 15 books and more than 300 scientific mainstream articles, and he's a Democrat. Yeah. He supported Hillary Clinton publicly. And he yeah. still thinks this is a big problem. Because he see, and this is and this is what I love about the right, and this is what I love about being able to be a free thinker and have mm -hmm. freedom of speech. He sees the inherent dangers of having Google be the end-all, be-all, number one search engine, uh, all that other stuff. So, well, and the other thing he said is he cares more about free and fair elections than he does about any political party or political candidate. And isn't that hilarious? Isn't yes. that hilarious? When you when when the left their their mantra is uh, free and fair elections, free and fair elections, and then they're doing everything uh, about it to to not have that. And then here you have someone who actually is uh, putting country first, putting yep. country first. So during the hearing, uh, uh, Cruz Senator Cruz is like, so you know Google, and I I had heard about this uh, a long time ago by. Adjusting the search results for certain mm -hmm. keywords, Google was telling, and, and Google is what the Alphabet company, right? Alphabet Inc. And they're the number one contributors to the Hillary Clinton campaign back in the day. Mm -hmm. And evidently, there's notes from a meeting they had uh, with Clinton, and I think this was in the the WikiLeaks uh, treasure trove a million years ago that they said that they could move the needle. This is back in 2015 that they, by adjusting search results they could move the needle on voters by about two million votes they were but they and, said that number could go a lot higher than this dude who's testifying and talking to ted cruz he I, and i don't want to get this number wrong but i believe he said it, that it could be up to like 10 million yeah no he said he said he he was using the lowest estimate at 2.6 million but his process was pretty interesting what he does is he preserves um thousands, tens of thousands of election-related searches by people all across the country. I mean, yeah. like, big random sampling. And basically what he found was that the search, res search results on Google, unlike on Bing or Yahoo, were significantly biased in favor of Secretary Clinton in all 10 positions on the first page of results. So, and that happened in both blue states and red states, but he said what the most pernicious and awful thing about this is, is you don't even realize it's happening. Exactly. Like, as a person who's using the service, this is why Stacy switched her browser to Brave and now does all of her search through DuckDuckGo. <laughs> it is, and this is just for, yeah. like, this is like just for the casual, uh, the casual listener, the people who aren't into politics all, the whole time. This is like what mm -hmm. I like to call is like like garage politics, like the people you're fixing right. the car, you're casually, like you don't even know it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's the best. It's the best kind of magic trick. It's the best kind of uh, acting. When you when you when you enjoy a movie, when you enjoy a piece of entertainment, you you f you forget 
you, you lose yourself in it. So when people are just casually like, oh, man, I wonder if Hillary Clinton, uh, I wonder if there is anything to this. Well, you go, you you Google it. And the first couple of pages, it like, okay, there's nothing to it. So right. you just you dismiss it, and it must not be real, or else Google would report on it. So that's like uh, for the for the casual person into politics, and you're trying to do your due, your due diligence, diligence, yeah. And and you, oh, it's not there. So oh, they must be lying to me. That is the really, 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 truly scary thing about all of this. Like you don't even you're just you are you're you're living it. It's a it's a different reality. That different reality has been presented to you in such a way you don't even <clears throat> know it's the matrix man and he actually he it's actually named it he actually named it it's called the, the search engine manipulation effect and um the paper that he and a colleague wrote on it they published it in 2015 and it has been accessed or downloaded from the proceedings of the national academy of sciences website 200,000 times good lord so no, i don't i, don't I mean be... and, and the 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 search or his research has actually been replicated in Germany. So it's not just that he did it. It's also repeatable. That's how science is done. Now that yeah. woman from data in society that, that testified, she's full of crap and she basically plays six degrees from Kevin Bacon to try to prove her point. There's yeah. nothing empirical about what that woman does. Nothing. Well, if it, and, and this might, this might help to the, to the listeners of this show. Cause it's something that I, I just recently was made aware of. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just go, if you want to see how some of this data is being used, go to, uh, I didn't realize this was a thing, Google Trends. You can go to like google.com and then you can mm -hmm. also go to Google Trends where they can, you're seeing it almost in real time. Yep, here's what's what, being searched. Here's what people are searching for. Here's mm -hmm. the most popular thing. They run down like the top 20 most searched things. So it's it's not a... It, it's not like insanity to think that like there's people at Google who are okay. Here's what is being searched, and we want to adjust that. We want to adjust that. And if people do search that, here's what we want them to find. It's not, uh, it's not a crazy conspiracy theory. It's it would be a very very simple simple thing to do, uh, and it, and is not. It does not reflect reality, which comes back to like the uh, the Epstein of it all. Like, I, I've heard this. I know that was kind of a jump. But, like, I would always see these pictures of uh, uh, Bill Clinton and Epstein. And you mm -hmm. would see pictures of the flight logs that were supposedly signed by Bill Clinton. And mm -hmm. all these, which they that mysteriously seem to be missing now from Google. But, uh, yeah, thank oh, goodness oh, they're all in other places. Indeed. Indeed. But Supposedly, this whole um, search engine manipulation effect that he's talking about, he calls it an example of an ephemeral experience. I think I'm saying that right. An ephemeral. Ephemeral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ephemeral experience. And they actually have, Google has actually used that phrase, ephemeral experience, in leaked memos from the company. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's what I don't like. I remember a long time ago, not a long time ago, a few months ago, you and I were talking about the, the changes that they were doing in Saudi Arabia, and and how, uh, okay, so now there's a a woman who who runs the official state-run newspaper, mm -hmm. and it's a woman who runs the op-ed column, and women can drive, and they're they're trying to enter 
you know, the 21st century. But my my whole thing is like, don't do it too fast. Don't do it like they like take, like take. I, I dig these changes, but it's like you have the. I I don't dig any system where the elite think they know better than uh, the regular people. You know, well, I don't like being. I don't like the idea of being led around by my nose. I, I like I like making an honest decision based on like facts. And if you can't rely on Google, you you're, you can't rely on facts. Well, that's why I use DuckDuckGo. They don't do that. Yeah. They don't have an algorithm. What comes up on top is the thing that's been viewed the most. So you do have to do a little bit more scrolling to find what you're looking for, but I'd rather have that than being manipulated. But if you watch the video of just the the research professor Epstein and, and Ted Cruz, you missed a really big statistic. According to him, in the weeks leading up to the 2018 election, bias in Google search results may have shifted upwards of 78.2 million votes to candidates of one political party or another spread across the country. So that would include state races, um, you know, national elections. It's, it includes everything, but 78.2 million votes, he says. And that's based on him monitoring more than 47,000 election-related searches on Google, Bing, and Yahoo. It, it doesn't, t- especially with state races that start mm-hmm. to get a little bit of national attention, it, it doesn't take, it wouldn't take much, much to, to, to squash those. Mm-hmm. I find it weird. Who was that dude from, uh, what was it, Arkansas or something? And uh, he he was a former judge, and he was oh, running for senator. Alabama, Raymond. Alabama, yeah. He's running and, again. It's like, dude, please. But you know what? You know what that says to me? Hmm. That that's a guy who thinks that that is that's a great way to declare your innocence. <clears throat> I don't know enough about it to say one way or the other, but the fact that he's running again—that's to me like if, if you're writing a screenplay, you're writing a movie. Uh, that's a guy who's like, not only am I innocent, I will run again. Because it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy how all that stuff disappeared after the election. It's crazy. It all oh, just I went know. bye-bye. It all just Same went with bye-bye. Kavanaugh. Yeah. I got to get that new book. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw I saw that. Um, is that Molly Hemingway's book? Molly, Molly Hemingway's book, and she wrote it. There was another woman, a, an attorney, that she collaborated with to write it. But I've seen her interviewed about it a couple times, and I need to get that book. I mean, that yeah. that legitimately, for me, was – that was the hard turning point where there was no doubt left I was voting for Donald Trump. Yeah. That yeah. that literally – their behavior during that, that um, hearing was just so cravenly political and awful that I would prefer to vote against them than anything else. So I, I – w- that was – that was the deciding factor for me. And you know, when mm. your casual person who's interested in politics, when they start Googling Kavanaugh, like at the top of every list is rape, yep. rape, 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 rape. So it's mm-hmm. character assassination. It's it's horrible. It's misleading. It's vile. And uh, and what happened to Christine oversight. Blasey Ford? Where did she go? Where did she go? That That is uh, all of them. All of them. The, well, I mean, Mike, we, Michael the, Avenatti's in trouble, but what about the girl who brought the charges against Kavanaugh back there? Like these, the, these people, they, the gov, the government, you know, these congressmen, whatever, they, oh, you're gonna get in big trouble. There's a big penalty to be paid for raising false charges, and and then nothing, nothing, nothing. And the only person I've seen on TV talking about that is is Laura Ingram, mm-hmm. saying that 
hey, you're you're not allowed to do this. So yeah, Christine Blasey Ford, where is she with her uh, with her glasses and her? I'm just I'm a delicate flower. I'm afraid to fly. I'm terrified to go anywhere. Well, and her little girl voice that was just the creepiest thing ever. Yeah, vocal fry, vocal yeah. fry. Oh my gosh! So, uh, and just speaking of character assassination, the uh, it, it's funny how you know when you know the left eats their own. There was a uh, oh an op-ed, just ridiculous. So I was actually on Fox News the other day talking about it, and I did a, my own video about it for YouTube. Uh, this this guy wrote an op-ed about the Lion King, and about how it's oh fabulous. my god, that was so dumb. It was. And that, like if and you've that, ever seen the cartoon version, you're like, dude, you got it completely backwards. <laughs> it's like I'm on Fox News. I'm like, you could. It's it's a metaphor for anything. Like, can a story just be a good story? I could I could sit here and convince you that it's like the Lion King is a pro-Trump movie, you know? And uh, and, well, and but I'm sorry, it's clear that Scar was the fascist. <laughs> exactly. If we're going to go down that road, Scar was the fascist. I promise. Oh, it's like words God. don't even mean anything anymore. They don't. We they keep, don't. On the right, we keep trying to make words mean something. Well, they... they and, they, and the left they just don't. won't listen. No, no. How the, the Lion King is a, is, is a fascist move. And I want to know... I, I, Disney, I'm sure, is not going to respond to it, but that's just... Why would they? Fantastic. I mean, it's just so yeah. stupid. You know, the New York Times, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even train my puppy on it at this point. I'd be afraid. I did a little bit of research into the dude who uh, wrote it, who wrote the piece. Mm-hmm. And, and he's got some one of, the, one of these bizarre uh, degrees in, like... Cultural grievance. science and grievance culture, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's just, and he just oh. goes around the country and gives speeches, like all, it's it's like he gives speeches about an idea that's not even a thing, and it's his take. It's like he's just like a professional, a professional opinionated buffoon. That, yeah. Like, well, I had to, I had to smack Maggie Haberman earlier this week. Why is that? Because Trump was making comments about Ilhan's national popularity, right? There was a poll yeah. out that says she has like a 9% approval rating nationwide. Like, hey, Democrats, yeah. if this is who you want as the face of your party, by all means. She quote tweets it and says, but she's very popular in her district. I said, hi, Maggie. <laughs> her district is also ground zero for terror recruitment in the U.S. Here's an article. <laughs> Not exactly the ringing endorsement you thought, Mags. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. There, it's 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 lunacy. It's it's bizarre. Oh, and then I, they, they staged 150 people to welcome her home. Did you see that crap? Oh yeah. And then she oh, talks my about America. She talks about America as it as she she almost slips. I know. She and, hates uh, this country. It's obvious. Then she puts up a B, a, a resolution in support of BDS. I mean, Nancy Pelosi just was, must be losing her mind. That was the best. That was the best. I know. Literally, the 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 echo has not died yet of Trump saying, "If you don't like it, you can go back and fix the countries where you're from, mm-hmm. and then come back and show us how it's done." That's still reverberating, and she does not wait one second to support the boycott. Uh, Israel. To support the most anti-Semitic movement that was originated by Hamas, 
that is out to destroy the only democracy in the Middle East. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Like, I'm like, oh my god. I actually made the mistake of getting involved in a little bit of a thing on Facebook. I got, Uh-oh. I got, right, and like literally in the middle of my back and forth with this guy, and I try to be cool about it, and like right before I left. It was was when she came out and supported the whole BDS thing. Mm-hmm. And I go, this is great. The woman, and it was like, I think it was a, a Jewish dude that I was talking to uh, from, from that we went to high school together. Uh, we're talking, and and, he, and and like instantly, I just linked the article. I'm like, there you go. Keep, keep defending her. Yeah, and keep defending the, her. She's it. your best friend. Yep, she's your pal. She's, she's your looking pal. out for you. I'm like, because like all couple, about the Benjamins comments mm-hmm. up. I'm like, well, hey, at least Trump, you know, moved the embassy uh, to Jerusalem. And he's like, I don't care about that. that well, the Israelis do. <laughs> yep. It was great. That was the end of that conversation. Yeah. OK, I want right. to devote... She's not an anti-Semite at all. Here you go. I want to devote a little bit of time uh, to Comic-Con. Uh, OK. I didn't make it down. However, if you go to theloftestparty.com, you will see some awesome cosplay stuff. So that was my little celebration. So here's uh, what I've gleaned uh, from Comic-Con. The girl who plays Batwoman for the new WB series, she Uh couldn't make it. She couldn't make it. She's too busy filming the very uh, social justice warrior-y version of Batwoman. And And the reason I say that... Uh, is because the wonderful news, like the DC universe, they're gonna they're gonna beat us over the head with social justice warrior, lesbian Batwoman, and blah blah blah. Meanwhile, over at Marvel, uh, they announced the new Thor movie, uh, Thor Four, and Natalie Portman is back, which I'm like already excited about. And not only that, she's going to be the the she Thor. The, there's a back in the 70s when you know comic books were still doing well they were much better off than they were were now you had you know the invention of batwoman and you know supergirl and there was always the the female version of every hero there was she hulk i am all in for natalie portman being she thor i think it's going to be fantastic how are they going to spin that cuz she was thor's girlfriend well, in one of the, it bite, but in one of the movies, remember she went to uh, Asgard, mm-hmm. and there was some magical mystical. She was infected with that uh, the thing the dark elves had infected mm-hmm. her, and she went to Asgard, and she went. She was healed. I think something probably happened there. I think like, something probably from the healing process gave her the Asgardian powers, and she's gonna have a hammer and. She's gonna have a chrome breastplate. the 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 girl Thor outfit is going to look mighty fine on Natalie Portman. I cannot wait. I want the poster. I want the poster. I want the poster. Oh my god, she's incredible. I can't. I can't wait to see it. Now the the movie I think is going to be a train wreck. However, I think Natalie Portman will be. They, they showed the 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 font for the poster for for Thor four, and it it literally looks like He Man Masters of the Universe. It literally really. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Here's the problem: they got the director from Thor uh, Ragnarok to return to direct Thor four, and I'm just telling you guys right now, this is the recipe for disaster. Here's what happens: you have a very serious 
subject matter, like Thor. That's how you have to treat it, and that's what Kenneth Branagh did in the very first Thor movie. It uh-huh. was more, it was more Shakespeare. Okay, so when it's very serious like that, the jokes pop. The jokes are really funny because the rest of the movie is serious. And then the studio and the producers are like, wow, those jokes are super funny. Bring us more of those. Bring us more of those. So then you get a movie like Thor uh, 3, Thor Ragnarok, where it's like, wow, there's a lot of comedy, but you're, you're kind of pushing it now. Now it's getting silly. Now we're into Batman the TV show levels of silliness. And they, they always go a step too far, and it becomes ridiculous, and then that's the end. And then that's I, the end. I it, still it think the rainbow, the rainbow Bridge scene at the end was one of the best ones they've done. Oh, listen, there was moments from that movie. Yeah. With, with, with the whole Led Zeppelin yeah, uh, that immigrant was song. Awesome. The way they set that up in the mm-hmm. beginning yep. and then called it back. It was fantastic. But there was a mm-hmm. lot of joke, And then the way they made Thor like super jokey. Like super jokey in the last Avengers movie, I there's a very good chance they will go a step too far and they could ruin the whole thing. I know Chris Hemsworth's funny. That guy's got amazing comedic sensibilities. Mm-hmm. But you, you go too far with the jokes and you and you can't buy it back. It's weird. It's like once you kinda, go once you go too silly, you can't be serious again. It's kinda like Aquaman for me. I'm going to any movie with Chris Hemsworth or Chris Pratt in it. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. That's, that's just the way it is. That's too funny. We might as well talk about the Chris Hemsworth thing because there was a little bit of a kerfuffle. Uh, Her, with Chris him. Pratt, you mean? His t-shirt? Yeah, Chris, Chris Pratt and the Gadsden mm-hmm. flag thing. That was uh, so dumb. It really was. It, it, it really was. And it's too funny, but I, I think it's I think it's blowback for his appearance at the MTV Music Awards. I was saying he the, believes in God awards. and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought his speech was great. It was fantastic, and I think I think there was a price to be paid for that. That's what and, that's what a role model should be like. Well, you shouldn't be afraid to speak your mind for, for yeah. God's sake, and and everything. I thought it was especially well written because he was talking about when you have to give your dog uh, medicine, wrap it up in a, in cheeseburger, and mm-hmm. then he was he was like literally giving the, the viewing public medicine, and he wrapped it up with a. Che- with a cheeseburger, he's right. doing our jokes and stuff. All the meantime, meanwhile, talking about, uh, you know, he believes in the Lord. So it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And it was especially, I tell you who's happy, because I did Fox News the other day, and the segment before mine was uh, the vet who made the flag. That's his company. Mm-hmm. Uh, that And on the back of that T-shirt is a, is a big quote from uh, Dr. King. You know, it's, it's a oh. Martin Luther to Martin Luther King Jr. Well done, lefties. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Oh, it's a white supremacist shirt. Sure it is. As they all have a, a quote by Dr. King on the back. Oh, dear Lord. I, Chris, Chris Pratt can legit wear anything he wants to. It's too funny. As my far boy, as I'm concerned. My, my boy's a little chunky. It's too funny. Yeah, he got a little chunky. But still, he's just he's an awesome person. Oh, I, got, I believe I that if I that. met him, if I met him, it would be consistent with his public persona. I think that's just really him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I've told the story on the sh- on the show before. Uh, I was writing on uh, Kevin Can Wait and Kevin James had to go into Manhattan to do some press at XM for a movie that he had coming out on Netflix. 
and uh, Chris Pratt was coming out. It was on XM Radio or something, uh-huh. and Chris Pratt was coming out. They were both coming out at the same time. Uh, and they had an awkward elevator ride together. It wasn't awkward at all, but Kevin <laughs> tells the story really funny. And I'm like, so what's that dude like? And Kevin's like, he's the nicest guy on the planet. Just a right? cool dude. Just a cool dude. What you see is what you get. And it's, you're, you're very happy when you hear stuff like that. And I think that about Chris Hemsworth, too. I mean, he bakes cookies with his kids on Instagram. Yeah, he's a you funny know? dude. He's a funny dude. I think he's a nice guy. And... Uh, oh, here's the other one. This is the other big news out of uh, nice guy news uh, and people that it's weird how you root for certain actors. Okay. There was a uh, they tried to reboot Superman a while back with this guy, Brandon Roush. Uh, it was Man of Steel. And uh-huh. uh, it was the one where uh, Kevin Spacey was Lex Luthor. And this kid, uh, Brandon Roush, was a lot. He, he definitely had that that original Superman, uh, you know, vibe to yeah, and it wasn't his fault that like the movie was ridiculous. At the end of the movie, he licks he lifts an island made of kryptonite. It's just laughable. It's laughable. Right. It's this is after being stabbed by kryptonite. So anyway, that movie didn't do too well, and I thought, well, that's the end of old uh, Brandon. So anyway, a couple years ago, he gets a gig on uh, like the Men of Tomorrow or whatever. It's some uh, it's a WB show and he plays the Atom. So he's a uh-huh. superhero. And so, okay, you're happy for the guy. He's he's making a living as an actor. Hur- yay, hooray. They announced at Comic-Con they're going to do a big crossover event with Supergirl, Green Arrow, and Superman. And it's going to be that Brendan Roush kid who's going to put back on the suit. He's going to play Superman again in the WB show. I, it delighted me. <laughs> it delighted me. I love it. It's like, we're not mad at you, dude. Like, we're not mad right. at you. No one holds you responsible. We're mad at the idiots that wrote that stuff. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. like when the, ki- when the kid who played uh, uh, young uh, Darth Vader in, in the two mm-hmm. in, in Attack of the Clones and all that, he finally came back to, like, the, the Star Wars uh, celebration, and he got a huge standing ovation, and he, he couldn't believe it. And it's like, yeah, we're not mad at you, dude. Yeah, no, no, it was never no about one. you. And it's like the guy, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks, I just found this out, like contemplated suicide a few years ago. And you're like, no, no, it's no. not. A, no, no, no one's, no one's mad at you. I'm not mad at the girl who plays Captain Marvel <laughs> until she starts saying. Well, things. until she starts, until she, until she starts talking. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's too funny. Like as, as an audience. But did you see, did you, did you realize the woman who's going to be the female 007 in James Bond was her best friend in that movie? Did you pick up on that? I did. I did. And like, yeah. here's, and here's my reaction to that because I like, I like, I got, I got legitimately angry. I got legitimately angry because I love 007. I love James Bond. I read those books as a kid. They have a special place in my heart and, and, and they've only been portrayed. There was one movie probably Dr. No mm-hmm. uh, with Sean Connery that was close to the books. And then you get into the the, the latest uh, iteration. Who's the guy that plays James Bond? Daniel Craig now? Mm-hmm. Uh, Casino Royale. You're like, finally, finally, they're doing it like the books. And then uh, your, your knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, wow, they're going to have a, a woman of color playing James Bond. No, 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 no. You're having a woman of color play 007. And mm-hmm. it's not like she's going to be headlining her own movie as 007. No. And so it's like it's one of those things where 
you don't want to over you actually have to you have to read the article i think it's just going to be a thing in passing cuz it seems like daniel craig has retired from being 007 he's he's no longer working somebody, for yeah, so they assigned his number to somebody else yeah yeah so he comes into the office one day and he's like hey so i, I want to be 007 again like ooh we gave that away who is it oh it's her oh hey how's it going <laughs> and that'll yeah. be it That'll mm-hmm. be it. There's no... And everything I've read said it leaves the door open for future James Bond movies. Like, I, I'm, i like, fine if Idris Elba plays it. I think he's a fantastic actor. Oh, my goodness. You know? Yeah, bring that dude. I got I got no problem with, None. Uh, with my man Idris uh, being 007. That's... Yeah. I, I believe he can have a martini shaken, not stirred. Exactly. And I don't think uh, I don't think audiences, when the women drop their panties, are really no. It'll be easy to believe women yeah. find him hot, right? <laughs> if he goes, my name's Bond, James Bond. There will be the panty drop. That's, <laughs> that's good for movies, man. All right, a fantastic show. I want to remind you guys uh, again, uh, Trump twenty twenty pouches dot com. If you have uh, any any place, seriously, your gym bag, your gym locker, uh, ammo locker, keep your ammo dry, all that stuff. It's it's a fantastic, it's it's a really good product, made in America. All that it's 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 all that in a bag of chips, and it's organic. So make sure you check those out. Go to Clout Hub and uh, get your name secured. Right now, it's an app, but they are building and growing, and it'll be fast. It'll be mm-hmm. fast. It'll be one of those things where we'll be able to look back and say, man, I listened to that podcast and I was in on day one. I was in on day one. And thanks for sharing and supporting. Yep, the clampdown is on. The clampdown is on. I I look at the analytics for everything, but we will continue as uh, just like we're having a good time. We're having a good time. There ain't no stopping us. So we'll just can, like, go ahead, clamp us down. We'll just share more. We'll continue to have fun. And then we'll have big uh, MAGA country comedy news for you next week. So much good stuff on the horizon. I hope you're having a great week. Happy Monday. And remember, no pants are the best pants. Hey.